Another live episode of the Good Guys Podcast. My name is Brandon Dixon. I am a happily married man and a humble father of four. And as always, I am joined by none other than the the Reverend Slim Rev, aka Joshua Azzy. What's good, BD? What's good, man? I'm here. I'm here. I'm a little tired. Yeah, little... man. I'm tired too, brother. Man. But but we here though. We here. We here. Oh, every night before bed. I just got done putting the kids down for bed. Every night before bed. It's like a tradition. And I I can't speak to whether or not it's good parenting or not, but me and my sons fight to the death. To the death? Royal Rumble. Absolutely. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of sweaty. Hair's kind of messed up, but it's all good, guys. Um, I won. Um, and that's what's most important. That's all that matters. Yeah. Uh, J.E., how you how you doing over there, man? Man, I'm good, man. I just got back from hooping with my nephew outside, man. Went to the courts, man. Had to get a little exercise, man. Okay. That's good, man. But I'm feeling good, man. It's just humid, man. It's humidity, man. I, I just don't know, bro. Yeah, man. Uh, summer is cool, but I'm 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 I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to fall. I don't know bro. why, but bro, was it humid when we was kids? Like, bro, did, like like he wanted to keep hooping. I'm like, bro, like I might not make it. I think it was, but I don't know. I just think we're wired differently as kids. Like, you know, you just be outside. Like, outside is just the best thing ever. Like, I would be in in the summertime, man. I come inside. I'm talking about. I'd be black as this shirt. Like, just the whole thing just black like i couldn't even imagine being outside that long right now like for me to actually change color tone it's not gonna happen as soon as i start sweating i'm like what am i doing like what's going on right now i should be in the house yeah the only time i'll play through the elements is if i'm indoors and it's hot because when it's when the gym is sticky oh man my game's another to the next level bro for sure anyway that was a hiccup bd it was a hiccup yeah wow Anyway, we've got a great uh, show for you guys here tonight. Thank you for joining us live. To those who are watching live, I hope you guys uh, interact with us uh, over in the comment section. Yeah, I'm pointing the right way. Over in the comment section. Um, and then the last uh, portion of the podcast, of course, we're going to have our interactive portion where we're going to be going over a top five. So um, we hope you guys will interact with us through that. I hope you guys are all doing good, everybody who's joining live. And to all of you who are watching on YouTube tomorrow, hey, catch us live. Every Tuesday night at 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 p.m. Central, we are going live. But if you're watching on YouTube, that's perfectly fine as well. Um, Just hit that subscribe button, okay? That's for everybody. If you're watching live, if you're watching tomorrow, if you're watching next week or two months from now, hit that subscribe button so that you can be a part of the Good Guys Podcast family and hit the bell so that you get post notifications so that you know whenever we are dropping new content or going live. All right. Um, Before we get started, I guess we'll do some housekeeping. Well, that was some housekeeping right there. J.E., you got anything going on on your page? I know you're doing a lot of lives here lately. Yeah, I did a couple of videos. The first one that I did starting Monday was for the fellas. 
This video here, how to think long-term, how men can think generationally. Great video for men to think about their children's children. And the video that just dropped today is how to spend more quality time with God. Dropped a video on how you can really implement within those pockets of your life, um, time where you can actually spend good quality time with God. But those are the two most recent videos I dropped this week. And tomorrow, uh, ladies, is a video dropping for y'all, 11 things to expect from men when you're married to them. So that video will drop tomorrow. And then Thursday, we'll be doing um, how to walk in wisdom in your singleness. And then on Friday, we'll be talking about um, how to develop transferable skill sets, portable and profitable skills that you could take anywhere in life. Okay. All, all, right. all recorded. All They're all ready to go. You are the hardest working man in, on YouTube, Jay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's what's up. So definitely check that out. Um, if you haven't checked out my uh, YouTube channel, the Blue Peace Crew, uh, definitely hop over there. I dropped a vlog last Sunday, Sunday about our road trip with, uh, for Father's Day where we went to Austin. So um, check that out. I think we actually have a little preview clip if you have not seen that. Jake. Everybody ready to roll? Another roadblock we encountered, both literally and figuratively, were protesters. We didn't really think about it when we decided to make the Austin trip, but the day we traveled to Austin was actually Juneteenth. Bryce is not walking I don't want you to trip on the little man. I'm talking about he can't walk. You can't walk? What you mean you can't walk? I'm tired. You tired? You don't be tired when you be running around the house all day? Ooh, you look a presidential Jew. You gonna be working in the Capitol one day? You got your book? You ready? I don't know. All right, so yeah, that's a little preview clip. Check it out, all right? Go over to the Blue Peace crew. Um, I think it's linked on the Good Guys Podcast page as a related channel, but if not, just type in the Blue Peace crew and hit that subscribe button. If you like the content, um, check that out, all right? Other than that, it's time to get into today's episode. Let's get into it, BD. Let's go ahead and get into it, all right? Um... So we're going to start as we customarily do with the weekly airing of grievances. And I've got one that's relevant, J.E. I've got one that's fresh. All right. This is something that I experienced just a couple days ago. All right. So the 4th of July holiday. So, you know, it, it, it's a holiday. It's a good holiday. All right. And 
you know, one of the main traditions that goes on on the 4th of July is people shoot off fireworks. You can see by the background. Um, they're beautiful. They're colorful. They're awesome. Like the fireworks, I'm, I'm, I'm good with fireworks. Okay. No problem with fireworks whatsoever. But here's the thing, J.E., I think we have to we have to start, you know, we we have to start. Um, I don't know. There just needs to be rules and like regulations of some sort that we have to put into place, because I think sometimes it's it, it, it's it gets out of hand, it gets out of hand, J.E., I don't have a problem. You know, we have firework shows. You take the family, you take the kids, you go see the fireworks. It's cool. It's a controlled environment. You know, they've got the display. Look at the background there. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. The problem, J.E., comes when you have people in the hood, in the neighborhood, wherever you live, trying to shoot off fireworks on their own. And, you know, it, it to be, uh, and I'm not hating, like, you know, during normal firework hours, like 9, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, I'm fine. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. You know, it's, a, you know, people are shooting off fireworks. It's kind of startling, but it's all good. My problem, J.E., is when it's 2 a.m. Yeah. And you're still shooting off fireworks. And there's not even like any rhyme or reason to them. It's not like, you know, you have the fireworks show and they're, you know, bam, 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 bam. They're going. And, you know, like it's like every 37 minutes you're shooting off a firework that sounds like it didn't quite go off. Right. And it just sounds like, you know, like just a, 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 a experiment that went wrong. It sounds like gunshots. It's, you know, like it's not even July the 4th anymore, people. If you're shooting off fireworks at 2 a.m., it's July the 5th. <laughs> We're no longer celebrating our nation's independence at that point. I'm trying to sleep is what's happening at 2 a.m. on July the 5th. And here I am in the middle of my dream, probably dreaming about yellow cake with chocolate icing Ooh, and dream. not the, 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 the nasty pound cake that looks like a loaf of bread that J.E. displayed last week. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's okay. in the past is in the past, BD. I'm dreaming about my cake. And here, here, boom, bah, bah, bah. I'm like, what, what was that? Why are you still shooting? I'm startled out of my sleep. My children are waking up. They're mad. You know, and it's just like, dude, come on. 2 a.m., it, it, it's time to stop. It's time to let it go. I think that we should, if I, shooting off fireworks should be something I think that is only allowed. You, you should have a license, a permit. You should be putting on an official show or something of that nature. We need to, we need to put a stop to neighborhood fireworks. That's what I think. I think we need to put a stop to neighborhood fireworks. And then, you know, I'm in a decent neighborhood now. You know, I've come up in the world. But J.E., there, there was a time when I lived on a different side of town. What? Yeah. Yeah. You never lived on a wrong side of town. I'm not going to say I was, like, in the projects, but I was in the lower, I guess, uh, maybe lower middle class. I don't know. But 
it was close enough to the hood that I, I, I you know, it's different. July 4th is different in the hood. All okay. right. Because in the hood, J.E., do you want to speak on <laughs> the 4th of July in the hood? Bruh, PTSD, bruh. Yeah. Bruh, in the hood, it's it feels like fireworks all the time. You don't know <laughs> if it's a drive-by or if they're celebrating the liberty and the freedoms of this country. Right. So, bruh, in the middle of the night when I'm chilling, bruh, I go back to a very dark place. I don't know if I should get on the side of the bed. I don't know if I should fall to the floor. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, mama, what you do? I ain't do nothing. You you piss somebody off. Got enemies in these streets. Enemies in these streets, man. But yeah, man, I, I mean, fireworks is cool, man. I actually had a great experience this 4th of July, man. And and I guess this when I interject my air and grievance, BD. Okay. I think I'm tired of North Carolina. Mm. I'm tired. I'm tired, man. Okay. Mandatory mask. I understand. Don't get me wrong. I understand, man. But but when I went to South Carolina to get fireworks, man, mm-hmm. I went inside the fireworks place. It felt like freedom. Nobody had on mask. Nobody. Okay. I just started grabbing fireworks. I said, man, I'm amongst the people. I took my mask off. I said, hey, if we're going to get Corona, let's get it right now in the milk stop freedom. Then I put my mask back on because I was like, hold up, on the y'all look kind of, you know. I was about to say, when you come down with that Rona. But then North Carolina don't got the little shoot 'em shoot 'ems, bruh. I don't want no fireworks that just lights up the cement. I want to see something touch the sky. Go to the fireworks show for that. And then I realized, bro, that when I saw what them people was purchasing, all I had was one little box in my t- one thing about black people, bro, we don't save for fireworks, bro. <laughs> bro, everybody in line had two, uh, <laughs> two carts. I'm over here. My niece got a little box. My nephew got a little couple of shooter shooters in his hand, and I got this big old assortment box. And I said, "Well, this Fourth of July is gonna last forty minutes, <laughs> bro." And we were shooting in the neighborhood, bro. And you know, I'm a, I'm up here with the you know the Caucasians, the whites, right, mm-hmm. bro. My stuff looked like I, I said, let's put our box up, man. Because <laughs> they, they shoot they, the stuff they were shooting, bro. Mine was sound like mm. that's all you heard. From... There's like boo 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 boo. Mine was like, <laughs> bro, I felt bad as the only man present shooting fireworks. I said, man, next 4th of July, y'all. I promise you. <laughs> We'll go up to the next assortment box. I'm not paying no $800 for fireworks. We'll go up to the next level. They cost that much? I've never even no, 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 thought no. of we talking about, we talking about the No, we're talking about the big, the big assortments. Like, mm-hmm. where it has, like, different kinds of fireworks in there. No, I'm not about to do that. Bruh, man, I said next time, shoot, my, my fireworks is for 4 p.m. <laughs> Mine's for 4 p.m. Them other people's fireworks for after, when it's nighttime. My okay. fireworks I shot up, bruh, that, ew, ew. <laughs> Yeah, you, but, you you can shoot yours off at 2 a.m. That's fine. I, I don't have a yeah, problem with that. Ones you got, nobody. you can shoot off at 2 a.m. Well, you'll open up an eye. Oh, that's so cute, Josh. Aww. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> J.E. out there shoot. Ew, ew. <laughs> just roll over and just sleep even better. Ah, the peaceful sound of Josh's. Bro, I uh, felt bad for the kids, man. Fireworks. Kids <laughs> looking behind my fireworks, seeing the big ones behind my ears. But either way, man, they enjoyed it, man. We had a great time. But man, I some fireworks. I'm like, man, is this is this Iraq? 
Is this is this war? Is Jesus coming back? That's what I'm saying. Like I said, it's cool. You know what I mean? Like nine, ten o'clock, two, three in the morning. This, you know, like I'm I'm in the I'm in the deep sleep. I'm you know I'm gone. So Maybe. that thing clapping off. I'm waking up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying in a cold sweat. I'm in the military. Luckily, I haven't been down range because I feel bad for some of my military counterparts. Legit, they got P PTSD for good reason. And them yeah. fireworks sound the same way as some of the stuff that they seen downrange. So <sighs> fireworks, they should not. And you know what else? It, it, I was getting to this point and I didn't finish it. In the hood, brothers would just be shooting guns, just shooting guns in the air. Like, what like bro. I think that's what bothered me when I was growing up as a kid, BD. You didn't experience that in, until you saw it in the movies. I experienced it in real life. Okay, the hood I grew up in, man. People don't even think that they look at me and they're like, "Man, Je, you never was in the hood. You sound white." And I don't even like when people say I sound white. I'm educated. Blacks can be just as educated. Whatever. There should be no standards of education, right? But I'm like, bro, where I was raised, bro, gang violence, bro, mm. bodies everywhere. Mm and it was crazy, man. People didn't really bother me because I remember one time I was like, man, I played the bass when I was in uh, uh, middle school, elementary school, played the bass in fifth grade. Who played the bass? I did. The bass was the best one, bro. I didn't feel like sitting down and playing no cello, bro. What I look like? Wait, how did you play the bass? Orchestra, I mean. I was in the orchestra, not the band. What'd I say? The bass. They're the big bass. The big one. Doom, boom, 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 boom. You have to sit down to play that. No, the bass, you had to stand up. I was only like 5'3". We're talking about the tall bass, not the cello, BD. You're talking about the cello. I don't know. The cello is the one that you sit down and look kind of whatever. The bass is the one you stand up and you, you vibe and boom. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Okay. Right? All right. And sometimes you hit them with that. I was needed. I just thought the bass was dope. But it was interesting how I, my bus was, because my bus would not go into my, um, I lived in, what's some things called a cul-de-sac? Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, the bus knew that to go. <laughs> the bus don't go in no cul-de-sac, BD. It was a deep hood cul-de-sac. It ain't no cul-de-sac like in your suburban neighborhood. I was about to say cul-de-sac is actually the most desired no, real estate in nah, uh, suburban neighborhoods. The cul-de-sac was we talking about dead ends. See, y'all was called cul-de-sacs. <laughs> we called it cul-de-sac. It was really like, just bro, dead end. I was, I was like, Mom, we live on a dead end. Why they call it a dead end? <laughs> they, what they call yours is a cul-de-sac. They call my cul-de-sac a dead end. It, it actually was a cul-de-sac, J.E. It was like, you know, it goes like that. You, what you had was a dead end, J.E. That's not oh. a cul-de-sac. Oh, that's not a cul-de-sac. <laughs> that's not a cul-de-sac. A cul-de-sac cul has about six, seven home max. My right. dead end had a whole uh, apartments established. <laughs> 60 people lived on that cul-de-sac. That thing was a dead end, bro. I was like, why my bus dropped me off at the top of the dead and I'm over there carrying this big old base to the house, bro. Yeah, and I was right across the street from uh, one of those middle schools. I forgot what it's called. It was in, it was in, it was a, it was the school spa middle school. And I'm like, how does spa middle school? Remember that little cartoon show? Not not the cartoon, but the Nickelodeon show. My brother and, and me. My brother and me. They went to spa middle. I'm like, bro, that's not spa middle school. <laughs> that's not spa. <laughs> that's not spa. Nah. But yeah, man, I I used to I used to wake up with bullets just just. All in the air, bro. And I just fireworks used to really traumatize me a long period of my life, bro. I didn't like fireworks because it just you just my mom will always say, Get down, 
we there was drive-bys in my neighborhood, just shootings, and we just but my mom will always say, just get when it, when you hear when you hear, just roll off the bed, get it under the, um, under the bed. Fourth of July, my big head, my big head self, yeah, my big head self was just trying to roll over, man, get up into the bed. Golly. you over there, man, you probably never heard gunshots as a young man, had did you? No, not growing up. You probably but never had a gun. Hmm? Oh, you in the military? You definitely I'm in heard the guns. military. No, but you're not. You're not in the military. Military. So you do you still hear guns? Yes, they fire oh. them on base all the time. Oh, I mean, you can hear them over at the range, and it's part of my job. Not going in too much into my job, but it's part of my job <laughs> to be able to fire a weapon. So, oh, okay, gotcha. I understand. Don't get the game twisted. I know BD got BD got the chopper. Chopper fly. I let it fly. But unfortunately, man, Fourth uh, of July is just one of those days, man. And then I, after this past Fourth of July, I, I just didn't feel right because because my fireworks didn't feel like a man's fireworks, man. Next year, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little bit better. I'm not gonna do it at all because I will end up blowing my finger off trying to shoot some fireworks, and that's not about to happen. Bruh, do you not have the 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 dad or the uncle light and run? Like what I do is I light it and I just start running. <laughs> That's why your fireworks ain't go off right. No, bro, it ain't gonna go off safely. Tell you that much. <laughs> hey, if it don't go, kick it over, nephew. We that That's done. <laughs> but you didn't light it right. Don't worry about it, bro. I'm running. I'm lighting. And if it ain't if it ain't lit, then we straight. Mm-mm. I'm good on that. I'm good. But on yeah, that. next year I'm gonna get those cannons, man. Next year, I'm going to go to a fireworks show. A lot of them were canceled this year, so I didn't get to. Yeah, I understand. All right. Uh, We're going to go ahead and keep it moving on to the main topic of the day. And today, we're going to be talking about how you can grow closer to God, how to establish a solid uh, relationship with God. All right. So we talk a lot about relationships here on the Good Guys podcast, relationship with others, relationship with self. And we talk about relationship with God, which is the most important relationship. So uh, kind of foundational here. We're going to be talking about how you can grow closer to God. And I think sometimes that can be kind of like a, you know, it, it can be something that people don't really understand or, you know, like know where to get started. Because it's not like a typical relationship with another human being where, you know, they are face to face with you and you're interacting with them. So how do you develop a relationship with a spiritual entity? And that's what we're going to be talking about here today. All right. So the first point, um, how to grow closer to God is to get to know him genuinely. All right. And how you do that is the same way you would get to know another human being. You got to spend time with them. Um, What does that look like? That can be a number of different things. That can be reading the Bible, reading your word. Um, Everything that we need to know, God has put in the scriptures. If you want to know what the voice of God is, you want to know what the will of God is, it's in the scriptures. All right. The scriptures aren't going to be, you know, like super specific as to what you know, the the specific circumstances that are necessarily going on in your life, but it will give insight into how you should handle different topics, different situations. It'll tell you how 
God talks about how you should handle money. God talks about how you should, you know, uh, handle, you know, relationships and uh, everything is covered in the Bible. All right. So you, you can spend time reading the word that'll get uh, that'll help you understand the person of God. Right. Praying is my favorite way to grow closer to God because it's just such an intimate experience. So I like to make sure that I mean, I like to have my worship music. You know, I got the worship playlist. All right. You turn that on and you just get quiet, you know. Praying is talking to God. And so for me personally, I like to, you know, talk to God, praise him, worship him, um, you know, tell him. And I just talk to him. A lot of people, I don't really do all the, you know, these and thou's and that, you know, if that's your thing, that's cool. I just talk to him like a person, you know, tell him what's going on, what's on my mind, what I'm struggling with, what I need help with. And then I just get quiet and I listen. I spend time listening. I think that's one of the biggest things that we don't do a lot of is just getting before God and getting quiet before God and listening. We always have something going on. We always have music playing. We always have the TV on. We always have, you know, we're at work or we're at, we're at school or whatever the case may be. And we never actually just sit still and be quiet and listen. So I think that is a, a, a very... Um, beneficial tool when it comes to growing that relationship with God and getting to know God, right? So those are the two main things is getting in the word, because that's going to tell you the person of God, that's going to tell you his attributes um, and, and give you an idea of what he's probably thinking and what he would probably guide you to do. And then just spending time praying and talking to God, you got to set that side, uh, that time aside, though, you know what I mean? Whether that's when you're going to work in the morning, whether that's after work, before you go to bed. All right, I'm going to spend 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, however long you want to, you know, just give that time to God. You have to prioritize it. It has to be a priority to you. If you don't prioritize it, if you don't set that side aside, uh, that time aside, then a lot of times you won't do it. Right. And so we just go along, you know, we go to church on Sunday and that's cool. But you have to develop your own personal relationship with God as well. What the pastor, you know, is telling you is great, but he has his own relationship with God. You have to get to know God for yourself because the pastor is not always going to be around. You want to be able to hear from God on your own. So it is important for you to spend that time to genuinely get to know him. And that comes from spending time with him. That's right, BD. And a lot of people uh, fail to realize that God is a person. God is not an entity. And the two words that's in our title there that I want to kind of um, uh, root myself in real briefly is the two words grow and closer. Um, the Bible talks about God's presence being all encompassing. Um, God, the Bible says in him that we live, move and have our being. That's one aspect. Um, the word of God also said that um, um, nothing can separate us from the love of God. Everyone in the world right now is close to God in proximity 
but they're not close to God as in regards to personhood and personality or in progressiveness, right? And so when many people think about God, it's like, okay, what's the point of growing a relationship with him? But, but when you look at God as an entity, as an atmosphere, as a as a, a non-person person, then you won't treat him like a person, right? And oftentimes we look at God like a, a network, a phone network or Air, air is an entity. Uh, a network, Verizon is an entity, right? But but God is a person, and and God is looking for intimacy. God is looking for us to get to know Him. God wants us to be one with Him. Right now, um, uh, Brandon and I are married, right? We have our wives, right? Um, and I always get this analogy when it comes to growing closer to God, because many people, there's some people out there don't believe that you have to grow closer to God. That 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 whatever, whatever. But let's let's look at it from a relationship standpoint. If my wife was in my in the room and me and my wife um, are in the same room, we can be this, we can be as close as side by side, but still be far from each other. The word of God also says that he says, y'all honor me with my lips, with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. And so God is not looking for, oh, being lazy in our relationship with him. He says, man, you got to understand that you got to get to know me. And our ultimate objective is to become more like him, to become one with him, to ensure that our relationships are powering up and not plateauing or plummeting. And a lot of people's relationships, are, are they, they're lazy with it. They don't understand that it takes work to build relationships, even with God. And, and yes, um, God is close to us. He's closer to us than we can ever imagine. As a believer, he's closer to us than a non-believer. See, he's close to us because his spirit is inside of us, right? And many people say, well, the Holy Spirit is there. We rest as close as we can get. No, uh, it don't matter if you're one flesh with your wife or you intimate with your wife or whatever. You can be one with them in physical intimacy, but emotionally, mentally, spiritually be far from each other. So even though the Holy Spirit is in us, we still got to get to know the character and nature of God. We can't just sit there and be like, I know about God. No, we got to get to know him. And every day we should be our desire to grow, to, to, to gain better understanding and to actually get to know him genuinely. See, many people want God's hand, but don't want God's heart. And oftentimes God puts whatever he has in his hand behind his heart. And he said, if you want what's in my hand, you got to come to my heart. You got to want me. You got to know me. And many of us, we got an artificial uh, a connection with God. And God's like, I want a genuine relationship with you. And so every day we should endeavor um, to, to be genuine, to say, God, I really just want you, man. Like I, like, like, like I tell any single person out there, uh, uh, would you still love God if he never got you a husband or gave you a wife? Would you still love God if you never received anything else in your life? Would you still love him? Would you still genuinely want to pursue him? Right. And, and if your heart is not really in tune with that, my friend, then 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 you you really don't love him. You really don't want to get to know him. And, and that's why we want to do this lesson today so that you all can say, you know, am I drawing close? Am I growing closer to him? Because any relationship, if you just settle on the uh, the intimacy that you had previously, if you just settle on the good times you had last year, last year's good times can't add anything to today. Every day you got to be disciplined. And we know because we're married. Marriage and relationships is not about desire, man. It's about discipline and devotion. Yep. If you just, just want to stay in a desire category, you're not going to make it too far in life. 
you, you're not going to always desire to serve and desire to be sacrificial or ladies desire to be submissive. You got to be disciplined and devoted. Love is factual. Love is more logical than emotional. And that's why when you understand, wow, man, I'm really entertaining things that's kind of drifting me from God and I'm not really as close to him like I used to, then you got to say, okay, where did I leave him? Where, where am I lacking in my discipline? Where am I lacking in my understanding of who he is as a person? And so I have right here, all relationships require growth. All relationships, your relationship with God requires growth. And it's not necessarily, we got to grow God. No, God wants to grow us. And when you understand who you were created to be and designed to be, you will say, God, grow me into the capacity to be able to manage my purpose, to manage my destiny. And so that's why it's very important that you simplify your life. And the Bible says, and I forgot in Ephesians 5, I said it in today's video, I talked about how the word of God said, um, uh, uh, make the best use of the time for the days are evil. Right. And it says, therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the word will of the will of the Lord is like. Like these are two, two serious of times not to know him. If there's any if there's been any time in life for us to get to know God is now. True. It's time to minimize our time online. It's time to minimize our, our uh, poor engagements offline and look in line. Look in line. Say, Holy Spirit, I want to get to know you. What's up? What we need? The deep cry out of the deep. The Holy Spirit will show you the deep things of God. Listen, so many people right now are not close enough. And God, and listen, you know that parable of the uh, 10 virgins, the five wise and the five foolish? The five wise had enough oil in their lamps. When, when the bridegroom came and it was time to move and it was time to make it happen, the five foolish virgins did not have enough oil in their lamp. And they tried to beg the people who had more oil, give us some of your oil. And they was like, no, I can't give you mines. Go to those who sell. And those five unwise virgins missed out because they did not have enough oil. Oil comes from focus. Oil comes from relationship. Oil builds as the soil is enriched, as you allow the fruit of God to be planted. And then you'll continue to have that, that faith, that endurance, that joy that will sustain you through the tough times of life. And then that's why it's important to get close to him now. Because when the sirens go and it start getting crazy and they start doing mandatory this, mandatory that, and it's getting real loud and you don't know God's voice right now, man, it's going to it's gonna be very problematic for you and yours. And that's why it's time to say, God, before I go any further in my life, I'm going to get to know you genuinely. Because if you have an artificial connection with God, if you have a superficial, shallow relationship with God, quote unquote, and it's not genuine and growing, then your Faith will be wax cold. The Bible talks about how many people's hearts will fail them for fear. Like, you don't understand. Like, it's about to get crazy where people's hearts will fail them because of fear. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so if you got this cookie cutter closeness to God, quote unquote, and you think you're close, you don't know how close you are until it's time to grab a hold. <laughs> when it's time to get through and people got going to be grasping for the wind. And look, where's God? God done, God gone, man. It's time to move. He moved. His people ready. And what we're trying to say, man, is that all relationships require growth and that God's presence is everywhere, but not everybody's tapped into that presence. All relationships know that you can be in the same room and be as if y'all were miles apart. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
All right, so we're going to go ahead and go on to the second. But before uh, we go to the second point, we're oh. going to go ahead and transition over to the Good Guys channel. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so for all those who's watching right now on my page, uh, Coach Josh page, we're going to take everybody over to the Good Guys page. I'm going to go ahead and post the, um, the link to the Good Guys page right now so that you all can, all those who are on my, on my channel can go ahead and head over there. Let me get that link real quick. So that y'all can all head over there to the good guys page. And while you're over there, go ahead and subscribe. Go ahead and go ahead and get to be a part of the channel there. So for those who's watching the good on the Joshua Ezzy page or the Coach Josh page, here's the link right now to head over um, to the good guys page so that you can finish the rest of these points. Okay. Come on, BD. I, I forgot the wrong. Oh song. man, we got to find that song so we could play that when it's time to come on into the room. Uh, All right, y'all. So we're out. So we're leaving the Coach Josh page. We're gonna do point two, three, four, and five over there, and we got a good top five. So y'all want to join us over there? And if you're watching this later on the Coach Josh page, head on over there to the Good Guys page where you'll be able to get the full episode. All right, y'all. We'll be waiting for y'all over there now. So head on over. We'll see y'all soon. Like we need some elevator music right here. I know, man. This is really some bad dead space, bro. <laughs> All right. We are now on the good guys page. Oh, y'all um, came over quick. We had about 60. We had 60 over there on other page. Now we got 32 over here. Thank y'all for joining. Absolutely. Come on over. And make sure y'all share because we got some really good points that we're going to really cover in the rest of this um, time here. That's right. That's right. If you're enjoying the podcast so far, like GE said, definitely share the content, share it on your Facebook page, share it wherever you have social media. And if you're coming over from JE's page, hit that subscribe button. Like JE said, um, some of the similar content uh, that we've got over here on the Good Guys podcast, just a different little spin to it, a little comedic uh, uh, you know, aspect that we add on as well, and some of the interaction and some of our top fives and airing the grievances and stuff like that. All right. So if you enjoy the content over on Josh's page, you're going to love the Good Guys podcast as well. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button and become part of the Good Guys family. We are here every Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern time, 8 o'clock Central time. I had to do some math there. I shouldn't have had to. Yeah, one, one of your kids jumped off the top rope and got you with a good they one, bro. Kind of got me in the back of the head with the elbow. But I'm, I'm I'm here. I'm still here for you guys. All right. Are we ready to roll? Or are we still waiting? No, we're good. Let's rock. Okay. We're going to go ahead and go into the second uh, point, talking about how to grow closer to God this evening. And the second point uh, is to recognize his faithfulness and remove all weights and sin. All right. So that's two part, uh, two part there, a J.E. special. Um, <laughs> and you notice we're spelling the word grow, so you know it's a JE special coming up, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, that's something that we don't do enough of is recognize his faithfulness. Um, I think a lot of times, and, and I try it's something that I try to do when I spend time with God is to make sure that I spend the first portion of my time talking to God, thanking Him. For everything that he's done for me, like a lot of times, like God is not an ATM. God is not a magic genie. A lot of times we kind of have that, 
you know, that image or that expectation of God where it's just like, okay, God, here's what's not right. Here's what I'm not happy about. Can you change this? Can you work a miracle in this situation in my life? Can you, can you shift some things over in this side of my life? And we don't recognize what God has already done for us. And I think when we really spend the time to to just list the things and to thank God for the things that he's already done, it will just increase, you know, your appreciation will increase your love and it'll increase your closeness to him because he's going to draw nigh to you as well. He's going to be like, okay, cool. Like, you see what I'm doing? Like, I'm cooking some stuff up. Like, I've already done, you know, a lot of good things in his life. And, you know, it's, it's nothing wrong with asking me for more. But, you know, I have kind of done some things like if you got, you know, like J.E. said, when you relate it to like marriage, um, you know, periodically my wife will tell me things that, you know, I need to work on that she needs to see more of from me. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it's natural to be like, hey, you know, I have, you know, kind of done, you know, X, Y and Z, you know, and and. In our situation, I'm appreciated for the things that I do for my family. So she does that. And that's why it's okay to receive, you know, the criticism or not criticism, but, you know, hey, can we do this? Hey, can we go on vacation this year? Hey, can we, you know, do this for my birthday or whatever the case may be? It's like, yeah, that's cool. Because when it comes time to appreciate the things that I've done for the family, that happens. You know what I mean? So if you are, if you're not doing that, that's a major part of growing closer to God is appreciating the things that he's already done. Most of you here, it, it, all of you here, you have an internet connection, you have a computer or you have a phone, you, you got a roof over your head. These are things to be thankful for because there's people over in other countries that don't have these things. You know, there's people in the United States that don't have these things that are not as fortunate as, you know, some of you are. So we have things to be thankful for. The fact that you're living and breathing is something to be thankful for because there's a lot of people that aren't. OK, so we have to make sure that we are thanking God for the things that he's already done for us. Just take time to think about, you know, some of the things that he's already done, the things that he's blessed you with. Um and that will help you in your, your growth and your relationship with God. The second part is to remove all weights and sin. Um, that is something that will 100% keep you far from God, right? And sometimes it's, you know, sometimes it's sins that, you know, are, are open and everybody can see. And sometimes it's sins that, you know, everybody doesn't see, but God sees them. So whether it's a public or a private sin, it's going to separate you from God. It's going to it's going to hinder your growth in your relationship with God. If there's things that you're struggling with, I, like that's for me, it's like, you know, and, and we're human. Nobody's perfect. Nobody can you know, nobody's walking without sin. But I know when I'm, you know, walking right with God, I'm close to my relationship with God. And I'm like, you know what I mean? Like some of the, the things that I struggle with, like I'm doing good. I ain't, you know, I, I'm, I'm walking right. Like, man, me and God are tight. But when I when I fall away and I, I'm struggling with certain things, like you just it's just that feeling like, man, and God is there even in the midst of that. But it just feels like you can just feel like there is that distance. 
in your relationship with God. So you got to let go of those things, those sins that you struggle with, those those hindrances. And it can be a number of things. Sometimes it's stuff that's not even per se a sin. It can just be sometimes, you know, the, the music that you listen to. It might not necessarily be a sin to listen to some of the music, but it may affect you uh, on a spiritual level that you, you know, it, you may or may not really recognize, but your your walk with God isn't as tight as it is when you're filling your spirit with, you know, some godly music or some uplifting music or whatever the case may be. And that's not to say you can't listen to secular music or anything like that. That's, you, you know, you have to work that out in your relationship with God, but you have to watch those things as well. You know what I mean? Sometimes some of the things that you watch on TV, it just depends on where you're at with your relationship with God, where you're at with your spiritual maturity and your spiritual growth and how it affects you spiritually. That's why we all have to work out our own salvation and our own walk with God. But if those things are hindering you, if you're watching certain shows and you feel like, man, I'm, I'm not feeling like I'm not feeling like I can holler at God about anything that I want to holler at him about right now. That could be because of some of the things that you're putting in to your spirit. So you have to remain cognizant of that. You have to watch out for those things. Yeah, man, with that first part, man, it's important for us to recognize God's faithfulness and not necessarily the big F's. We're talking about the little F's that are actually the big F's. Unfortunately, we only measure God's goodness towards us based upon the grandiose things, the huge things. We say, okay, God ain't been faithful to me. I don't got my husband. I don't got my wife. God is not faithful to me. I don't got this promotion. God's not faithful to me. What the enemy wants us to look is to look at that one tree. Right. And not the 99 trees that you have access to. He wants you to always look at the 1% you don't have. And he don't tell you that the reason why that 1% on your life is because you're not that person that you need to be to manage that whole garden and manage that everything. Right. And so what we always find ourselves into, we find ourselves in and I'm going to put it in my own hands. I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to go make it happen because God is taking too long. And when you always look at the big moments and not the little things he do every day, then you're going to lose sight of, of the opportunity to grow your relationship. Because like BD said, gratitude is key. Man, I, 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 my mindset has changed where I'm able to always recognize the goodness of God. We're talking about the perpetual ones. We're talking about the everyday ones, the fact that you are alive. No matter what you don't have, you have some something that no one has right now. And even if you don't have a, a much, even a person who had more than you in this life, there's someone who had millions and billions of dollars whose eyes are open in hell. So either way, there's something to be thankful for. And that's why gratitude puts you at the right altitude. It puts you at a place where you're able to see the goodness of God, even down to the cellular, the little uh, levels of life. And that's why you got to open your eyes and mentally tap yourself into recognizing the faithfulness of God. He's faithful, man. Listen, I tell people, man, if you count your blessings, I promise you won't have no time to count your burdens. They say on average, I think it's 20 some thousand breaths we take a day. So if you just count your breaths, if you were thankful for every breath you took, you would have no time to count that you don't got no man, that you don't got no woman, that you don't got this, that you don't got that. 
You have to recognize what he does every day. And we should be thankful for the things that he did for us that we don't know nothing about. Many of us, we should have been dead years ago. But because God made us make that left, we missed out on a 10-car crash. So what we're saying is, is that in order to grow your relationship with God and draw closer to him, you got to be able to recognize his faithfulness, recognize his goodness. See, the good thing about God's goodness, the Bible says it draws you to repentance. It draws you to a place where your mind becomes renewed and you no longer want to be with that sin anymore because you're going to be like, man, God, you've been too good to me, man. You've been too good. I mean, with the woman at the well, she changed the whole city because of the goodness of Christ. You see what I'm saying? The woman that bust in and 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 and, and um oh they drug her in and you smell you smell adultery on her and and they was about to throw stones at her and he knelt down and wrote in the road and he began to articulate one of the greatest uh uh shut everybody down type of he said he without sin cast the first stone and then looked at the woman and said where are your accusers and he told her to go sin no more. What we have to understand is that when we begin to say, wow, God has really been good, it will it will literally make you not want to sin no more. It'll make you not want to practice sin because we're going to make mistakes. I'm not going to sit there. Nobody's been perfect but Christ. You're going to make mistakes, but it won't be uh, practice. It won't be out of arrogance. It won't be out of pride because you'll better say, you know what? God has been too good to me. And I wrote down um, that he is more faithful than anyone else can be to you and even to how you can be to you. And that would naturally, that's what helped me BD. That's what, that's what makes me want to grow my relationship with God to greater heights. I want to get to know him more. I want, I want to understand a level of mastery. I want to move like Christ moved and I want to be able to, um, to show goodness to other people. All right. And so that's why it's very important to recognize how faithful he has been to you and, and stop looking at the big things and and feel like God is not there. God is there. And, the, and he's he's so faithful to you that he don't even give you what you begging for. That's how faithful he is to you. He says, I, I, I know you want this bad enough, but it's going it's bad for you. Anything you want so bad is probably too bad. Second part. And we talked about and remove all weights and sin. The reason why we talk, the Bible says, uh, lay aside every sin and weight that so easily besets you. Now, what does that mean? BD talked about there are things that are not sin, but are weights. Weights are things I put right here. Weights are um, things that are permissible, but not beneficial, right? Sin is just wrong, right? And, and it affects your relationship with God, not necessarily your stance in him, because once you're saved, like God has sealed you, you as son and daughter, right? But it affects the progressiveness of your relationship. It affects the closeness. It affects the the the, the character that you're able to bear. Um, it affects your likeness of him, right? And so when you engage with certain sins and you engage and add too much weight in your life, like you got you, a two or three jobs, working two or three jobs might not be a sin, but it could be unnecessary weight. You know, having two extra friends may not be a sin, but it's an unnecessary weight. And it's affecting your relationship, making you too heavy than you need to be. And you're not able to run your race. And that's why you got to examine your life and say, hey, man, am I connected to things right now that's making me a lover of self and a lover of this world? Am I surrounding myself with people and things that's keeping me from really progressing in the things of God? And what things I need to remove out of my life to make room for him? What did Jonathan McReynolds say? 
I want to make room for you. Like we got to look at our lives and say, right now, we got to make more room for God. And, and, and when you get the Holy Spirit, it's not necessarily that you need um, more of the Spirit of God as if like God has to pour more of the Holy Spirit in you. No, we need, he needs more of us. We got areas in our lives that are locked down with 15 locks. <laughs> and we're like, I'm not giving the Holy Spirit access to that. And so how can he fill you in areas where um, you need to renew your mind in if you're entertaining and, and, and practicing sin? Sin separates. I know when I'm in the flow, when I know when I'm focused, things just be like this. But the moment I start getting too produ- too busy, get caught up in whatever, all of a sudden the, the prayers are stalling. They're not as boom, 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 boom. There's no, there's no rhythm. It's, it's as if like, you know how it is when you ain't shot a basketball in a long time. You, you just like, man, I'm just, the rhythm's off. Yep. And that's why I stay in a river because I want my rhythm to continue. Because repetition, the mother learned, the more I'm in the flow, the more I'm in a rhythm, the more I'm in those things, sin loses its appeal. Because the consequence of sin is death. The consequence of sin is condemnation. The consequence of, of following God is life and life more abundantly. I become better when I remove the, uh, the, the, the stuff that don't need to be in my life. So how to grow your relationship with God and to get closer to him where y'all tight. Like y'all, y'all finish each other's sentences. Y'all like me and BD's pick and roll. Me and BD, man, no. Listen, remember that time we went to the gym, BD? Oh, mm-hmm. man. These college players looking at us like we was like, they was going to get a good, just quick run. Not even a sweat. We walked in and it was like, y'all want to run two? The kids be saying 2v2. I don't know why they be saying 2v stuff. What Want to play each other? And I, I felt, I felt, <laughs> I felt like I was a low-level hooper in their eyes. Mm. I went right to the bench, start tying my shoes. You know the little kid, you know the little kid you see the meme of? He looking at the court tying his shoes? Mm-hmm. I was tying my shoes. Yeah. I, I looked at BD. I said, BD, oh, we're going to get to him. We beat them 21 to like two. These were like collegiate basketball players. They were. Because me and BD game is so tight. That pick and roll is unstoppable. 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 All the people that's like, y'all don't hoop, come see us. You won't stop us. What I'm saying is our friendship is 12 years deep. Oh, maybe 16 years deep. Yeah, 18 years deep. That. Yeah. And on the basketball court, we, we know each other so good. He knows where I'm going. I know where he's going. That's how we talking about God. The closer you are to God, the more, the, quick, the, the more things click. The more things you be like, wow, why am I always in the favor of God? Why am I, wow, things are just flowing like, whoa, whoa, whoa. God, I know you right there. No look passes. You know, God knows I'm picking and fading. And I'm like, thank you, God. Bam, boom. But if I'm in sin and I didn't eat right for the last few weeks in a state championship, if I didn't eat right and I'm over there not taking care of my body, my condition, then I'm sloppy. I'm dropping the ball. I'm I'm, I'm airballing. I'm out of shape. But when you clicking and you recognizing and you lay aside all those bad habits and sins, you become leaner, you become more in shape, you become more conditioned. And then when it's time to play with the one that's ultimately conditioned, you're able to navigate any conditions of life because you have been conditioned in a close-knitted relationship with him. 
That's why, that's why, and that's why it's important. That's why what we're talking about tonight is so important because you just hit it on the head right there. When life happens, when the trials, when the circumstances of life happen, if you are already close to God, if you are already played, uh, prayed up, if you are already, you know, set aside, you know, those things that kind of hinder your relationship and hinder your ability to hear from God, you're ready. Right. There's some opportunities that are going to come your way that if you're not prayed up and you're not sensitive to the spirit, you're going to miss those opportunities. There are some people that are going to come across your path that 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 need to hear a word from you or that have an opportunity for you or whatever the, whatever the case may be, that if you're not prayed up in your relationship with God is not where it's supposed to be. You're going to miss it. There are some temptations that are going to come your way that if you are not prayed up. And if you are not tight with your relationship with God, you're going to fall. When, when, when things in life happen, when circumstances, when trials, when opportunities in life come your way, that's not the time to, to, to start praying. That's the time to, oh, I'm prayed up. I'm ready. I know, I know the voice of God. Okay. I can get a quick check in my spirit. Yep. That's a good opportunity. Nope. That's not the move. I don't need to move that way. Like it doesn't take all, you don't have to give me just a second. Let me go back to my prayer closet and let me talk to God. Mm -hmm. Look, sometimes, yes, you, you, you know, there's room for that to, to, to do that, but there's going to be some opportunities, some things, some, some, some things that are going to happen in your life where you got to be ready. Like you got to be able to hear the voice of God. You got to know how God moves. Like J.E. talked about with the pick and roll, like you got to know you've spent time in the word. So you know what kinds of things that God, you know, frowns upon, what kind of things God desires for us. So you're like, okay, yeah, that sounds like, that sounds like something God would want. I'm flowing with it. You know what I mean? Like you have to be ready. You got to, you you don't got to get ready if you stay ready. That's right. Just like those five virgins, man, they stayed ready. That's one thing. That's what I'm telling people right now. People act like we're we're in heaven already. No, we are in the middle of a war. Like you are a soldier. Like you're not just a son. You're not just a daughter. You are a soldier. And so many people have drunk the Kool-Aid, got so caught up in the, 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 the fantasies of Christianity, quote unquote. And people are not really realizing that it's persecution is coming. And, and, if, and you got to know how to pivot. You got to know. You got to know the word for yourself. You got to be like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Like it's going to come to that point. You got to be able to be like Elijah and trust that he'll bring you by the brook and feed you with ravens. Like, like you got to get close because we, it's not just about um, um, just getting close for for the goosebumps and close because, oh, God is here. No, we talking about getting close to survive. Close to be able to recognize, close to know the difference between what's a counterfeit and a counterpart and, and be able to know at a moment's under. There's some things that you're going to need to trust the spirit immediately. There ain't going to be a lot of closets available for certain situations. Mm. You ain't going to have time to run to the bathroom and shine da 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 and, and pray. No, you got to be able to be so like BD. He, he's a soldier. Military men, women, no matter what time of the night, they don't click, 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 boom, 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 boom. We ready. Got to be ready. Because in season, out of season, that's why I stay close to God. Because the closer I am to him in relationship, we're not talking about in proximity. We're not talking because everyone's swimming in the presence of God. We all, he's everywhere. We all center, save, everyone's in his presence. But not everybody's in tune to his frequency. 
Not uh-huh. everybody's in tune to his person. Everybody's in his presence, but not everybody's in his person. His person is who he is. We're talking about earpiece. Right now, there's multiple radio stations and people are turned to everybody else's station but God's. And God is still speaking on his station and he's speaking to those who are tuned in. And if you ain't tuned in and he's telling people to stock up on foods, he's telling people to get ready. Famine's coming. Get ready. Do this. Move like this. Move to this city. And you ain't listening. You can't get mad at God when you're starving. He says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. Knowledge is no. No is in intimacy. So what we're trying to say here is that this is not just to be a, supposed to be a cute message to inspire you to go like this and play some Tasha Cobbs. No, 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 no. It's time to be about your job. You see what I'm saying? It's time to be about who you are and say, you know, while, while we still have time to train and get ready, get ready now. Because one thing I know about Matthew 24 and Matthew 25 and other texts that talks about the signs of the times, it's time to wake up, my friends. It's time to recognize the signs of the time and get off social media and see that what's happening right now is more serious. And a lot of people right now, hearts will fail them because of fear. We're talking about die because it's got so crazy out here. Hearts fail them. Boom, boom, done. So. It's time to start removing those things and start learning um, how how to live off little. And what I mean by little, little uh, entertainment, little uh, engagements, little friendships. <laughs> it's time to minimize everything and get lean and get in shape and get focused and train with the spirit of God and be in tune. Don't rest. Rest down here. But don't get so. This is the worst place to get comfortable. Is Don't get comfortable here. Rest. But don't get comfortable. Pinch a tent here. Do we are pilgrims passing through? That's right. That's absolutely right. All right. So we're going to go ahead and move on to the third point, talking about how you can grow closer to God. And the third point is to order and organize your life. And it, you know, I kind of talked about it earlier, but. I talk about how you have to prioritize growing closer to God. You have to prioritize spending time with God. So what does that mean? You got to you got to organize your life. You got to order your life. You got to make sure that you are setting aside time to spend time with God. Um, We have so much stuff going on in our lives. We have family. We have friends. We have you know, social gatherings. We have church. We have whatever the case may be. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with those things. But you have to order your life. You have to be intentional about your schedule. Your time is your most precious commodity. Okay. So, you know, we give time to everything else. We give time to the game. We give time to reality TV. We give time to our jobs. We have to give time to God. We have to. His, it, God is the most important thing in our lives. Okay. without him, it is in him that we live and move and have our being. It is him that gives us the very breath that we breathe. And so, you know, it's him that gives us guidance, uh, guidance and direction. Yeah, we can start the show over if you want. My bad, bro. I was (laughs) I was getting it ready. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, So we have to prioritize our relationship with God and we have to organize our our lives accordingly. Anything that you have in your life that is really important to you, you're going to prioritize it. 
right? If you if you're you're getting in a new relationship with a a boy or girl that you think is just you know the the, the best thing uh, that's come along since sliced bread, right? You're not going to, you know, oh, I got to work. Oh, I got to uh, go to uh, the park. Oh, I got, you know, you're going to prioritize. You're going to make sure that you set aside time to spend with that person because you have to develop a relationship with them. Even when you're talking about once you've developed a relationship with them, me and J.E. are married. I have to prioritize spending time with my wife. When we talked about making the transition to doing our lives on Tuesday nights, both me and J.E. had to check with our wives (laughs) to see, is that okay, babe? Because we have to make sure that we're getting in time with them. When I got home from work, knew I had to do, uh, you know, the podcast, eight o'clock my time, nine o'clock Eastern time. But I had to. All right. Let me spend a good solid hour, hour and a half with my wife. Let me spend some time. Had to go fight the kids. Uh, <laughs> I had to spend time. It's spending time. That's what they want to do. I would love to just sit with them on the couch and maybe read a book together and talk about their how their day was. They don't want to do that. They want to fight. That's how they spend time with me. So I have to make, but I have to make sure that I prioritize doing those things. I can't just say, "Oh, I'm home from work. I'm tired." I'm going to go, you know, uh, uh, you know, go to our bedroom and just, you know, watch some TV or whatever until it's time for the podcast because I'm tired. No, I'm, I'm very tired. <laughs> I worked all day. I know I got the podcast, but I also know that my family is important to me. So I have to prioritize spending some time with them. It's the same thing with our relationship with God. Sometimes you might not you you might not always feel like spending time with God. I'm going to be honest. There's mornings um, I spend most of my time I spend uh, on the commute to work because I got a 25, 30 minute commute to work. Some mornings I just wanted to listen to something crunk and get me pumped up. <laughs> I would be honest. But it's like I need to spend this time with God. I have to do it because if I don't, my day is going to be thrown off. I'm not going to be on point. When I'm not spending time with God, I'm not on point like I need to be. I am at my the best version of myself when I'm tapped into the spirit of God. So you have to prioritize it. You have to organize your life accordingly, whatever that looks like for you. For me, it's my commute to work, whether it's like I said, if you're getting up early and just spending some time in the prayer closet, whether it's after work, before you go to bed, whatever works best for you. But you have to organize your life and make sure that you have time to set aside to spend time with God. If you can't do that, then you're too busy. Okay, there is such thing as being too busy. There is such thing as having too much on your plate. If you cannot find time, if you have too many things going on to where you can't set aside time to spend time with God, then you have too much going on because there's nothing more important than spending time with God. Nothing. Absolutely nothing, especially as a man, your responsibility for your family and you are you answer to God. So there's nothing more important. You can't make the right decisions that you need to make if you're not spending time with God. You know, as a woman, same thing. You got to be sensitive and be hearing from the spirit because we depend on you as men. We depend on you to, you know, like a lot of times y'all are more sensitive to the spirit than we are. So we're depending on you to. Help us out in that area. If you're not in a relationship, 
you need to be able to hear the spirit on potential people that you might be talking to might mean need to hear the spirit about your boss at work, whatever the case may be. There's so many things that God can speak to us about. And if we're not plugged in, if we're not listening, we're going to miss it. So you have to organize your life. You have to plan. You have to make sure that you set aside time to spend with God. It's work, man. And that's why it's important to get your house in order, to get your life in order and to organize your life. See, God has to be number one and at the center of every area of your life. That's the order. God has to be number one. And you have to understand why he must be number one. And it's not because he's egotistical. It's not because he needs to be number one. No, it's because everything else flows best when he is at the top. Everything flows best when he's in the middle of it. And the issue is, is that it's hard to put God number one when we don't want him in everything. So we have our relationships. Well, God can't be number one because I don't really want God in his relationship. I don't really want to be godly here. So your life becomes disorganized because your life is not in order. If you order, if you order your life, everything else becomes organized. You have to be okay with saying, God, since you see everything and since you in everything anyway, I'm going to live accordingly. Right. And it's crazy as a preacher, people will hide their sins from me. And I'm like, bro, I'm just a preacher. And you're like, I'm sorry, preacher. I ain't mean to cuss around you. No, 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 bro. You just let off 50 F-bombs before God. And the reason why people don't fear God, because God's grace is in the mix. God's grace is saying, look, man, I can, I, I don't, I don't wipe this thing out with water before. But because of my salvation, because of what I if it instituted, my grace is here. And, I, and God doesn't want to be the boogeyman because being a boogeyman ain't going to change nobody's hearts. The Bible talks about Jesus was like, man, if I sing a song, y'all won't dance. If I sing a sad song, y'all won't mourn. So if I do what you want me to do, your heart won't change. So what he's saying is I'm going to let the beauty of my earth speak for me. I'm going to let the saving work in my believers work for me. And I'm not going to be striking people down to make people believe in me. So what I'm trying to say is, is that but for those who fear God, the Bible says they that fear, uh, uh, fear the fear of God is the beginning of all wisdom. So when God is reverenced and when God is respected and when God is honored, everything finds themselves organized. Then you can't help as a man to say, you know what, since my life is in order, I love my wife more. I love my children more. I understand the balance of, of, of work and rest because God is in the midst of everything. And then you're like, and then God's like, hey, man, don't get busy. Don't get too, like with me, God will say, Josh, don't do a video today. Josh, don't do this today. And I listen and then watch things just starts flowing. But if you start, well, I got to do a video because I, I can make money doing videos. You can't be on that. You got to trust God in everything. And that's what order means. God, I'm going to give you the first fruits of my day, man. I'm telling you, BD ain't lying to you. A morning that I do not give to God first, my day starts off rocky. And about 1130, when I begin to recognize that I'm off rhythm, I got to go find, I got to go to my office. I cut, I got to pray. Because I'm telling you, when you give God the first fruits, the day flows slower. Things are like the matrix. You like, oh man, I see that coming a mile away. Yep. Moving bullets. And you like, wow, today is fruitful. Today, the, the, the enemy's just shooting. Boo, 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 boo. And you like this. <laughs> Everything's slow motion. Cause you in the flow of the spirit. Now, what does that look like? It's simple. 
Just when you wake up every morning, whatever your eyes see first, thank God for that first. When I wake up and the first thing I see is a ceiling, it depends how I'm laying. If I'm laying, I see my wife first and I say, I thank God for my wife first. But whatever my eyes see first, God, I thank you for this roof. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for the amazing wife. You know me, we got a California king. I'm thinking, God, God, because I slept on some air mattress for years. <laughs> my air mattress was so messed up, man. That thing had so many lumps in that thing, bro. I kept falling off the bed, bro. Uh, so so when I got that California king, God, I, <laughs> that sleep, God, oh, I thank you. <laughs> when that feet touched the ground and I feel strength in my knees, no matter how much I play ball on concrete and I'm wobbling out the door, I'm glad I can wobble. Right. Not to dance. I don't know how to do the wobble wobble. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just want to walk in. But what I'm saying is that's how you get into the flow. Because when you train yourself to be thankful first, your life begins to line up with that attitude. Now, because when you train your mind to recognize the goodness of God and order your your perspective points in accordance, then when you step out the house, you'll begin to recognize things beyond that. And then you begin to recognize the enemy. You begin to recognize everything because you singularize yourself to focus on God and then everything from that focus flourishes. So what we're trying to say is, man, is that when you when God is in his rightful place and you allow him to be in the center of everything, every Thing flows and then everything just feels as if like you and God are clicking. That's right. All right. And the last point talking about how to grow closer to God. Uh, the last one we have is W work with him and walk like him. Jay, I'm gonna let you elaborate on that one first. Yeah. Um, and so basically, I want to make sure I, I clear up when it comes to reverence. I see fun with Tasha Brown says, I know God loves me, but I'm scared of him. I ain't going to lie. That, that, I understand. But reverence is not meaning that I'm afraid of him. God is a good God, but he needs to be respected. And, and I think once you balance out that fear and you begin to understand the goodness of God, then you won't be like, oh, my gosh, I'm only doing this so that God won't strike me. And sometimes our perspective of, the, of our Heavenly Father is determined by how the men in our lives. So we, if you had a man that was abusive, a father that was abusive, sometimes we'll view God as that kind of way. But God is not someone to be afraid of, just reverence. Now, for that point, now how does work with him and walk like him help you grow closer to God? Basically what this means is creatively. See, I'm close to God because I'm in, I'm in business with him. I'm in the family business. I'm just not in the family. See, people, they want, they only are in the family, but they don't want to be a part of the family's business. So what you have is a bunch of lazy sons and daughters who are just saying, I'm just glad to be in the family and I'm just going to sit in the house ain't going to do no business. But what draws me closer to God is that I'm in business with him. I'm in partnership with him. So when I do these videos and messages, I don't do them for clout. <clears throat> I don't do them for, for viral moments. I don't, I do them because God, what do you have for the people? Because God, if you speak through me, if you be lifted up, you'll draw them. 
And so when you work with God, you get closer. I remember when I used to um, um, lay towel with my uncle and my granddad, man. And then my granny used to bring me out to this backyard to be in a farm. Uh, my, my, my uncle of mine and my grandfather were some of the two men I was the closest to, even to this point that I, that I, that I missed my grandfather at time. One of the nicest guys, man. Well, every time I walked into uh, my grandparents' house, he'd be like, well, he'd wait till my mom leave the room. And he'll be like, grandson, there's some Krispy Kreme donuts on top of the uh, refrigerator. Bet. Boom, boom, boom. Shoot, shoot, sneak one in. Got me two down before my mom even recognized what happened. And he'll say, grandson, come to the back with me. And we'll get into the garden. We'll, he'll teach me stuff. And what I'm saying is our relationship got closer because we worked. That's why I take my nephew to play ball. That's why I take, I'm like, no, we. I need for you to understand what a man needs to be. Work with me, get in the lab with me. You see what I'm saying? And it's the same with God. God is saying, man, just don't be in a family. Be in a family's business. Get out here with me. Get out here in the field. You see what I'm saying? Get out here with me and then you will see, wow, man, God, wow, this is great. I don't, I don't want to be out here working in sin. I want to work with you. I want to win, not sin. You see what I'm saying? I want to be out here with you. So that's what I mean by how to grow closer to God is find your work. And then partner that with the Bible says, commit your works unto the Lord and your thoughts will be established. So I'm going to commit my work to God. All my books, all my videos, all my quotes, everything. I commit them to God first before you even hear them in your ears. Here they are, God. Because I want everything I do to come from him. And then when I work with him, I learn how to walk like him, talk like him, you know, do what I do, what he does. And that's important. Like, like, like I'm just speaking from experience. That's why I can't go back. That's why my videos are in 12 years are better. Now people's like, man, I've been watching us also was coming. I've been watching for eight years. And I'm still going. And the stuff that God is speaking to me is greater now because I'm even closer. And I want to get even closer. I want to be so close to God that he considers taking me like he did Enoch. One day, coach out there getting buckets. And then God said, I got to take coach. We out. He takes me with. That's how close I want to be. I, I envy Enoch's in God's relationship. I want to be his best friend down here. And that's just what I mean by that, man. We have to get to a place where we say, man, Lord, I'm going to commit my work to you. Uh, oh, good question. How do you work for him? How do you find your work? Great question. Uh, you do so by looking inside of you. God did not send anyone into this world without a job to do, without a purpose, without a, a spot to feel. God, when he created you, he saw a hole, a spot in the world that he placed the, the, uh, the, uh, the purposes for you to fill that. So how do you work with him is commit your work to him. Say, God, I'm going to commit my poetry to you. I'm going to commit. I'm not going to compromise. I'm not going to do this for the world. I'm not going to do this for the devil. I'm not going to do this for me. I'm going to give you my speaking. I'm going to give you my uh, uh, my drawing. I'm going to give you my painting. I'm going to give you my business acumen. I'm going to give it to you and I'm going to honor you. And the best way to know how to honor God with your work is to get into the word of God and find out how he wants you to conduct yourself in your work. Right. And so I got a lot of videos on my page. Just go to just go to Joshua Ezzy, type in Joshua Ezzy and purpose. And we got a lot of videos over there that will help you with that. But that for time's sake, that's what that means, man. God, I, the best ability is availability. Granddad, you going to the garden? I'm going with you. My nieces and nephews, they know when I show up. Anytime I say I'm going to the store, who's in the car before I get in there? Niece and nephews. 
Because, you know, when I go with Uncle Josh, I'm guaranteed some Takis. I'm guaranteed some chips. I'm guaranteed something. Get out there with him, and he'll show you great and mighty things your eyes never seen. And then you will end up walking like him. You will have his character. And when you start getting that Christ-like character, man, favor, I'm telling you, favor is worth more than money, man. And, and, and favor comes from fellowship. We're not talking about favor in regards to God sustaining you by his grace alone. I understand, I understand that salvation. But when it comes to favor and money coming and opportunities coming, bro, walk like God and see what walks your way. <clears throat> yeah, that, that and that's a good point um, when it comes to working for God. When you when you think about relationships or when you think about just about anything in life, the more invested you are, the, the you closer go. you're going to be, the more involved you're going to be. Right. So you can be in a relationship with God or you can be in a relationship, say you're in a relationship <clears throat> with another girl or, or boy or whatever the case may be. When you when you get married, it's another level of another investment. Level. It's another level of commitment. Right. So at that level, now I'm committed to you. Now we live together. Now we're spending more time together. Now, you know what I mean? Uh, when you look at jobs, the people that get promoted are the people that are most involved, most invested in the company, that they're putting forth the most effort. They're they're out in the streets representing the company. They're, you know, they're promoting the company, whatever the case may be. The more invested you are in your relationship with God and in the things of God, the closer you're going to be to God. There's a lot of people that have a relationship with God and you wouldn't know it. You would not know it. If you look at them and the way that they live their life and the things that they have on their page, you are like, oh, I'm not sure. But, you know, how do you grow closer to God? By like J.E. said, we talked about purpose last week. Seek God on God. What did you put me here to do? What is my purpose? What have you specifically designed me to do? And whatever that is, committing yourself to carrying that out. And like like I you know I said it last week it doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing what Josh is doing it doesn't necessarily mean that you're pastoring a church whatever your gift is using it for God's glory so you know if if you're a dentist okay you get to talk to your patients maybe you speak some life into them as you're cleaning their teeth whatever the case may be you know what i mean Barber, same thing. You're talking to your pet, whatever it is, whatever your job is. If you're a cashier at a retail store, you can still in, you interact with people, whatever it is, it, or it might be something separate from the job. You know, a gifted talent that you have. Maybe you do start a YouTube channel. Maybe you do start a ministry. Whatever it is, doing the work of the Lord. We're not here to just work a job, pay some bills, raise a family and then go to heaven. Like, you know what I mean? You can do that, but you're not going to be as close to God as someone who is invested, who is who is sought God as, as, as to what is my purpose? What do you want me to do? I'm working for the family business, like Josh said. I'm, I'm promoting the kingdom. I'm promoting the things of God. I'm promoting this lifestyle. I'm actively promoting it. That's what's going to grow, uh, draw you closer to the God because you're going to feel you know what I mean? You're going to feel more invested. You're going to feel more involved. You're going to want to live up to, you know, uh, the the image that you're portraying, the, the lifestyle that you're portraying. 
I don't want to let down the people that I've witnessed to about Christ and, and that look at me, you know, as an example of how to conduct oneself. I don't want to let them down and I definitely don't want to let God down. So that's definitely that's a good point as far as how to grow closer to God. Get invested, work with God, get in the king, get in the family business and, and be about the, the business of promoting uh, promoting Christ. And you also got to understand that being close to God and walking like God doesn't mean walking uh, like the Pharisees would. The Bible talked about how when they prayed on the front porch, that was the only reward they got. We're not talking about trying to be Christian, like Christianese or being so much like cultures Christian them that we forget to be like Christ Christian them. Right. So we're not talking about walking like a Christian, like uh, I'm blessed and highly favored and start changing your vocabulary. We're talking about really being like him. Love, joy, peace, goodness, long suffering. You see what I'm saying? Exhibiting the right traits. We're talking about being like him. Like me, I don't like your everyday preacher. I don't got no skinny jeans and no V-necks on. I refuse. I'm like John the Baptist in the wilderness. You and y'all soft clothing. <laughs> you drawing people to yourselves. You got you, you, you boy, you got your pants too tight, bro. Can you breathe? So what I'm saying is I'm not trying. I just know I'd rather be the voice crying out in the wilderness than to be the voice cried in front of the masses. Because I know people will come for the real. And right now we're in a place right now where the wheat and the tares are being exposed and separate. So what we're saying is, man, getting closer to God can be the result of life and death is what we're saying. It could be the result of generational wealth or generational curses. It could be the difference between uh, a good name and a bad name. Because the closer you get to God, I'm telling you, the safer life gets. We're not talking about close to him in proximity. We're talking about close in regards to personhood, where we become like him. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's all the points we have for today's topic of getting closer to God. So I hope that uh, definitely ministered to you guys and added some value to you guys. And I hope you guys, you know, take that to heart and growing closer to God. There's nothing more important. Nothing more important. Closer to God. All right. All right. It is time, y'all, to get into the interactive portion of the Good Guys podcast. We have a top five today. And we've got a good one. All right. We're going to be talking about our top five breakfast cereals. This should be a heated debate. All right. It's a staple of childhood and your upbringing. There's nothing you enjoyed more than going down the cereal aisle and picking out your favorite cereal. All right. So we're going to talk about our top five and we want you guys to interact with us. And as we so we're going to go from five to one. So as we drop our number fives, uh, we want you guys to hop in the comments and drop your number five top five cereals. So be thinking of your top five cereals as we go through uh, this list. All right. You wait on me, BD. Am I going first or you? Yeah, your five is always first. My five is first. All right. My number five. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. All right. It's a good number five. Good number five. Absolutely. I think some people might have it higher. Um, it's good, but it's not a, it's not, you know, it's not my top no. cereal. 
but it's definitely it, it's very good. It's very good. Um, cinnamon toast crunch. You know, it's it it it's got the cinnamon sugar. You know, it leaves the milk pretty good with a pretty good flavor. All right. Um, I never really understood. Here's my question, Je. When it comes to cinnamon toast crunch, okay. When have you ever? Has anyone ever in life had cinnamon toast? Yeah, that's a that's a hood thing. That's a hood thing. Cinnamon sugar, or oh, we get a toast. You put butter on it, let the butter melt, and you sprinkle cinnamon and um, cinnamon and sugar on top of the toast. Okay, that was that's what we had in our low level elementary schools. We had cinnamon toast. Okay, all right, that's a hood wow. delicacy. My yeah, bad. It was, it's I, a yeah, hood delicacy, man. Like honestly, that's good eating. Okay, all right. I guess that's where it comes from. I, I never understood that, but I never had cinnamon toast. I had grape, you know, that toast with grape jelly. I had buttered toast. Never had cinnamon toast. Bro, put some cinnamon sugar on that. On that, ooh, that's good eating, bro. That's good eating. That took me back to, as a child. No, I did. Nah, never had. That. You know, no, what? because you had bagels and muffins. <laughs> All I had was, hey man, slap some butter on it, boy. Grab the butter, it's slapped in cinnamon, and there you go. I guess that's, and the I reason why I don't like cinnamon toast crunch is its consistency. It just doesn't last long. It gets soggy. It just it's it's. I measure a cereal off of its longevity. Mm. I believe in the longevity of cereal. If your cereal doesn't have that mid mild mid level crunch to it at the end, or a nice texture after it has been baptized in the milk for a long period of time. I, you got a good cereal. You're just good for the first bite. And cinnamon toast crunch aftertaste, it's just not, it's just not good. Yeah. Uh, it's a good starter. It's a good, it's it, it's a good, it's a tasty cereal in the beginning. Hey, I got some love in there. I appreciate it. You know, my what? middle class folks in here representing with me. Yeah. What? You what know, about, crumpets. Where my peeps at? Phronominous. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, crepes for breakfast. Where Thank you, you. Where you at? Right here. Right here. Over there. Hey, where my hood people at? Right here. Right here. Over there. Over there. Yeah. Where my hood people at who had cinnamon toast? Nobody. With no crunch. Toast barely, almost burnt. Yep. Nope. BD probably did have a maid. <laughs> <laughs> Why you gotta highlight the whole comment for? Because you know you had a maid. I ain't had no maid. Man. Thank you, thank you. She said right here, Josh. That's what I'm talking about. Middle class, bro. We was Damn. we wasn't even in class. Oh, let's right. see what. Oh, my number five. Did anybody <laughs> hold up? Who put their number five? Bro, what about my number five, bro? Nobody cares about your number five. My number oh yeah, five. go ahead. Give your number five. Then we'll read everybody's number five. You're right. My, my number five. <laughs> cornflakes cornflakes you see the sugar you see the spoon of sugar and you see the bowl wow you really like you really you oh, really I, went, oh, in I went into this because my yeah. my uh, my pound cake didn't win didn't do too well right everybody who grew up in the hood knows about this concoction right here okay you pour the cornflakes first then you put the milk in there and you let the milk kind of get on top of the cereal, like little, not you don't want it to be filled. And then you get the little spoon of sugar and you just shake it like this. Mm, shake it like a salt shaker. That was the hood's frosted flakes. <laughs> that right there is number five. Just, just because, but everybody knows how good that cereal is in the hood. When you sprinkle, and the good thing about this, about this cereal, it's at your discretion. 
Right. You determine how sweet you want your cornflakes is. That right there, BD, man, that had to be number five. Because I'm telling you, that was a cereal that got me through. I thought about putting cornflakes because I did grow up on cornflakes. But, I mean, I just, I guess I just took it at face value because the the cereal by itself is nasty. But you got to put oh, yeah. sugar on there or if you put drizzle some honey on there. Wow. No. <laughs> nobody ever. Nobody. Bro, we didn't have honey growing up. My first time having honey was in honey and uh, honey nut Cheerios. That was the only kind of honey we had. That's the only honey I had. You, honey have, you probably had the little, the little bear, the honey with the little bear on it because your mom yeah. was like, oh, Brittany would love to pour honey on this with the little bear. Absolutely. Yeah, Winnie the Pooh was your favorite there. cartoon character, bro? Was that? Winnie the Pooh was your favorite? No, it was not. Oh, I know who your favorite is, but I won't say your favorite cartoon character. Right? <laughs> it was SpongeBob. All right. All wow, right. you really, you really said that. Well, you know, I'm not ashamed. Now, it, look, they just oh, came there out. There we go. Canceled. Yep, canceled. Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with Honey? And stop putting her <laughs> comments on the screen. <laughs> no, she. I thought we was down like two flat tires, man. Nah, you never had flat tires. You know what? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with drizzling a little honey on corn. No, that is honey and cereal do not mix unless you were made in a factory. That's not but true. You put honey on your cereal, bro? Absolutely. You wow. know what I really like? And I didn't put it on here, but honey bunches of oats, but then but, drizzle a little bit of honey on there. No, no, so honey. No. Hey, bro. you know what? And I'm going to keep it real, though. The, 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 the great value brand of honey bunches of oats is way better. Than the name yeah uh, yeah I know you're talking about you'll see mine's coming up okay let's um, look at everybody look look at everybody's comments bro no what's it what's y'all's number five checks with sugar okay nobody's Sponge feeling me on the honey but that's okay what y'all are gonna what's gonna happen is you're gonna go back <laughs> home <laughs> what's gonna happen is y'all gonna go back you know in the comfort no. of your own home when nobody's no. looking. And y'all do it, and, tell, it. and y'all do it, and come in the comments and tell them how trash that was. And y'all gonna drizzle a little bit of honey on there. I bet you won't do it right now, BD. I bet you won't do. It. I bet you haven't done it since your mom brought that to you. Because you know what, your mom was like, you know what, BD always went by the honey y'all wanted to play with the little bear. So we got him a little bear honey thing, and BD wanted a little bit more experience. And 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 well, in the hood, we didn't have access to honey. Honey was too much. Hey, click on Justin Pedro's comment. Brandon, I agree. Honey goes well with anything. Thank you, thank you, Justin. I, I want you to try your cornflakes <laughs> and put some honey. And tell me if you don't if you don't prefer putting Domino sugar on top of your cornflakes. Tell me which <laughs> one's any better. sugar. Domino sugar. <laughs> Domino. <laughs> Let me know which one's better, honey or Domino sugar. We got someone said honeycombs. Danica says honeycombs. Okay. okay. <laughs> Brandon, where are you from? England. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Kimmy is running a hundred on me tonight. Yeah, me, you, some <laughs> things, some things you just keep to yourself. Apple Jacks, Cocoa Puffs, number five. Frosted Flakes, number five. Okay. All right. All right, let's be because, bro, your we're first gonna, one, we're move your, on. bro, you embarrassing yourself. Not everybody was middle class like you, BD. Whatever, man. put honey on y'all cereal. All right, your number four, BD. Number four, cocoa puffs. Trash. Cocoa puffs. It could possibly be higher for the simple fact that it makes your milk 
delicious chocolate milk. It's better than regular chocolate milk. It's, I, I don't even know what to describe it as, but Cocoa Puffs is just one of the top cereals of all time. It holds its, its, it holds its consistency. Okay. It holds its consistency. It gets more delicious as it goes on because when you're, you know, even when it gets a little bit more softer, now your milk is chocolate. So you got that going on. Cocoa Puffs is just a complete cereal eating experience from start think, to finish. I don't think chocolate belongs in cereal, bro. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what kind of child you were. The excuse to eat chocolate at bro, breakfast. D, bro, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, BD. As a child, I had no options, okay? <laughs> trust me. When I looked at this box, trust me, I wanted it. <laughs> I wanted Tony the Tiger, bro. You see what I'm saying? I, there was a lot of cereals that I would say, Mom, can we get this? She looked at the price and said, no, we're going to get these, these cornflakes off, uh, off brand. So what I'm saying is, BD, nobody had access to these type of cereals growing up, man. My next cereal is the is the highest we ever got in our home of fancy cereals. <laughs> so, of course, BD growing up with Cocoa Puffs, sitting at the table with a bib on and, and slurping his chocolate milk like 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 the prince that his mom and dad made him to be, which is great. Me, <laughs> all, all I saw on the top of my refrigerator was cornflakes, bro. I'm sorry. Maybe if you had drizzled a little bit of honey on there. You no, bro. No, there's no honey in the hood, bro. There's not <laughs> there's one. No honey there's not the one hood cabinet that has honey in the hood, bro. There's not one house, unless they gentrifying it. Then you might got some honey in your cabinets, but there is no hood who has honey in their cabinets. BD. That needs to be changed. Hood people don't think about honey. We think about sugar, bro. But I don't think my my first, the only time my honey was for lozenges. What? Like the honey little when you're sore throat and stuff. That was it. All right. What's your number four, man? Hey, my number four, bro. You like this guy. I don't even know what animal that is. Honey Nut Cheerios, bro. Number four. Honey Nut Cheerios? What's, come on. What's wrong with Honey Nut Cheerios, bro? I mean, they're... They're good. At, I think that's like an adult cereal. I mean, you know, they're good as an adult. Nah, I had Honey Nut Cheerios growing up as a kid, man. That, hey, that, that was the only name brand, probably box of cereal we had for a long time. We get Honey Nut Cheerios. Usually when they was on sale for two for something. Right. Bruh, don't, what, come on, let me look at the comments. Y'all, y'all help me out. Honey Nut Cheerios, it's a cereal, bro. I'm going to say this. And I don't care if I take flack for it. You put honey on Honey Nut Cheerios. Bruh. It, it's good. I will say that. Bruh, you don't, don't need really mess- extra honey. It says Honey Nut Cheerios. You don't need extra honey. It I comes know. with honey. I know it does. And I shouldn't put honey on there, but I do. You See, you, you was the kid that actually had time to experiment. <laughs> <laughs> I was in between daycares and salons growing up, bruh. I didn't have time to sit there with cereal to experiment, looking around. Hmm, let me try this. No, boy, this is what we got. You eat this, we got to go get you to daycare. You can hurry up and eat this, we got to get you to grandma's house. I didn't have time to, breakfast wasn't longer than 10 minutes for me growing up. Your breakfast was, you had time to hum. You had time to watch maybe two and a half cartoons on TV. Mm-hmm. 
Bruh, my, my breakfast was five to 10 minutes. Hurry up, get eat it. We got to go. But bowl, my cereal was always, couldn't even finish my bowl of cereal sometimes as a kid. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't know about honey until college. Exactly. This man had honey at six. I'm sorry that I had honey uh, growing up in my house. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. We had honey. It was readily available. But honey nut cheer is number four, BD. It just it just is what it is. Alright, that sounds boring to me, man. It ain't boring, bro. This is what I was raised on, bro. My list is my list. What I was raised on, what I what if if during the pandemic, what I would grab, bro. What I would grab first. I can't think of another cereal that is not in my top five that I'll pick Honey Nut Cheerios over. Just like all the cereal I hated as a kid, just plain. Thank you. Don't hey, nobody but, want these boring city cereals you bro, got. Bro, we ain't, we ain't got to the rest of my list. All right. Oh, it gets interesting. Number three. Frosted <laughs> Flakes. All right. I made my Frosted Flakes. <laughs> BD make out his Frosted Flakes as it came. Hey, look, man. Oh, my bad. We didn't go through everybody's number four, BD. Wow, you rude, bro. Oh, we didn't? Apple Jacks, number four. Okay. Oh, shoot. Raisin Brand. All right. Brandon was the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> That boy was a fresh prince of a cul-de-sac. Raisin Bran with extra raisin. I ain't mad at you with that. Raisin Bran is top 10 for sure. Right, right. I don't see nobody else's. All right, number three. Go ahead, BD. Number three, <clears throat> Frosted Flakes. All right? Now, you know, it, it, it was kind of like Frosted Flakes <laughs> slash Corn Flakes, but I'm going to be honest. Like, I prefer Frosted Flakes. That's less work. I don't have to put the sugar in there. And that's why it's my work already... ethic is so impeccable right now, BD. Could be. Yep. Could be. That could be the deciding factor. That could be the fork in the road where we went two separate ways. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't have to uh, didn't have to sugar my cereal there. Frosted Flakes, it was already done. So all you got to do is add milk. You don't need honey for that one. So. Why? Wow, I, I was about to ask, did you put honey on your Frosted Flakes, BD? I did not. But you they do have honey... Uh, Honey Crunch Frosted Flakes or something. It's not good. It's not good. Wow, BD. You've really tasted a lot of cereals, BD. I have. I probably only tasted about nine cereals in my life. Maybe seven. I don't think I've tasted that many cereals in my life. I'm sorry. When you have kids, you'll probably try some more. That's true. That's true. All right. My number three for time's sake. Hey. What? What's wrong with that, BD? How many bunches of oats with Number almonds. three, BD, with almonds, BD. And right now, if you go to Whole Foods, you get the honey flakes and oat clusters, BD. What kind of kid were you? A this... single parent home. <laughs> fatherless home. <laughs> so why couldn't y'all get some decent bruh, you, honey bruh, bunches you, of oats? Bruh, cheap. Bruh, these are mom cereals, bro. They are. I didn't have a dad growing up. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I didn't have dads get those kind of cereals, bro. Y'all know your dad love them Cocoa Puffs, bro. You know what I'm saying? Moms be getting these kind of cereals, bro. Put me on. Moms put me on this. You right. All my wife ever gets for the kids is uh, Honey Nut Cheerios. I be like, she whack, y'all. I be throwing Cocoa Puffs in there. She whack, y'all. Wow. How you gonna whisper to your kids? Your mom whack, y'all. Hey, go get the go get the the, the fruit loops. Go See what I'm saying? The... I grew up without a dad. I ain't I got mom cereals, bro. 
Yep, wow. shredded wheat. Had the frosted shredded wheats. That's the worst cereal ever. Moms was trying to get fit, bro. You know that. Moms ain't going to bring no Cocoa Puffs in the house. She ain't going to bring nothing good in the house. She's going to bring honey bunches of oats. I don't know about that, man. Yeah, man, my mom, my mom put me on this, man. My life ain't been the same. Look, I mean, I mess with honey bunches of oats as an adult, but I get the number one, the great value brand is is better than the post version. But as a child, no, I'm talking. I'm getting to adulthood right now. The first two was all childhood. Okay, that's far as my childhood got. <laughs> that's far. <clears throat> Maybe there was frosted flakes, but my mom never brought in fruity pebbles. My mom never brought in Fruit Loops. We never had Apple Jacks. Wow. I had Apple Jacks when I spent it over people's houses with fathers in them. I'm so sorry, man. I know. I feel like you missed out on a large portion of your childhood. That's cool, man. That's where my teeth is intact. Except for that cornflakes. Maybe, maybe my desk. Okay, let's keep going. Number two. Oh, number look two. at everybody. Look at everybody. Oh. Number three, bro. Oh, what? Bro, you be raising brand. All right, special K. Moms be bringing them special K. <laughs> Honey Bunch DeVos is top three worthy. You right. You right. It is top three worthy. Uh, as an adult, I guess. Sugar Snacks. Sugar Smacks. <laughs> Ace, yeah, uh, Max used to slap that, back in the day. Yeah, with the, with the frog on the cover. Yeah, I, with I the want, frog. I want that box too. I thought about putting that in my top five because them joints used to slap. <gasps> no, my list is my list is messed up, bro. What? Honeycombs, bro. Honeycombs is good. I thought about oh, it. Honeycombs is is. It might be Thai one these one of these cereals, bro. You know what I didn't. You know why I didn't make my top five. Why is that? I feel like they're too big, bro. Like yeah, you only you only get about two and a half on a spoon. You get two and a half, and that's it. That's true. I mean, if they that's were true. a little bit small, the flavor is on point. I don't know. They just be too big they, for me. It's they just... might they might be the best. That it might be the best cereal. And taste and just subtly taste. Taste that's just like I can enjoy this. It's not right. too sweet. It's not too healthy. It's real good without milk. If you just want to eat them with yeah. no milk. Honeycombs, man. They gotta get the small bite size. My my uh pop cereal. Oh man, Pops, we did have Pops that. Was right on the outside too. My mom, my mom's favorite cereal. So I that did make it to the house. Yeah, corn pops was good. Corn pops, that's what it was called. All right, number two. Number two, <laughs> bro. You, you, I've never had this cereal. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry if you've never had Reese's Puffs with peanut butter chocolate flavor. Je, I'm mm. sorry that you had to watch the commercials with the 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 the, the black kids trying to rap and and cater bro, to I don't our think audience. I, I didn't have those channels. You probably didn't, mm -mm. but. Reese's Puffs, Reese's Puffs, peanut butter chocolate flavor is one of the top two cereals of all time. I need you to get some Reese's Puffs, J.E. You're not a child anymore. When you were when you, when you were a child, okay, you 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 spoke as a child and you you ate the things that were available. But now, J.E., you are a man. Okay, right. you have money, you have responsibilities, and it is your responsibility to get some Reese's Puffs. We just went to Sam's Club. <laughs> And we got the big Reese's Puffs. We got the industrial size Reese's Puffs. And I've been smashing them ever since. 
J.E., you got to get some Reese's Puffs, man. I don't know, bro. My stomach is actually really um, organic. Oh, my gosh. If I eat these Reese's Puffs, bro. See, see, some cereals, I just said maybe God didn't want me to have them as a child. Because when you get money, bro, you just got to put limits on yourself. Because if my taste buds taste something that's good, you know me, BD. I'll wear it out for two and a half weeks. I think you'll get hooked on Reese's Puffs. I think you oh, will. No. My number two, because we about to go for two hours. Oh, shoot. Are we? Oh, man. Okay. Go ahead. Number two. Barry. Oh, show some respect, BD. Wait a minute. Salute the captains, BD. I'll salute, but number two? I'm going to let. I'm gonna leave it alone. Go ahead. I'm still saluting the captain, bro. <laughs> captain Crunch number two for me. I'm talking about the 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 Crunch family. The the captains, the, the whole league. Yeah, the whole, the whole league. That's the why I put both. Nice. That's bro. You see my you see my uh uh graphic design, bro. I put both boxes and a bowl in that picture, bro. Yeah, I, I see you. Captain Crunch and Crunch Berries, bro. Whoever, whoever created that cereal is probably set for life. Mm. Whoever was in that lab and was like, because I'm telling you, it's, it's, it has a great first taste. It has a great uh, uh, um, uh, density in the milk. Mm-hmm. It has a great aftertaste. Mm-hmm. It makes your milk taste amazing. Mm-hmm. And you always, there's not been one time that I only poured one bowl of this cereal. Sometimes this cereal is so dangerous, I beat the box about gone. Bruh. Because, you know, we got the man bowls. Yeah. Oh, bruh. That, that is the official cereal of the man bowl. That I used to have an orange bowl that was so big. It was just, and I would just, and half the box was gone. Half just the box like is gone. And I'm like, I need an accountability partner, bruh, when I eat this right. cereal. I need someone to lock the box up. Take it away from me. Take it away from me. Lock it up. Don't tell me the cold, no matter how bad I beg. Mm-mm. No matter how much I beg, do not let me get access to that cereal. That's my number two, BD. All right. Number one. Hold up. BD. Oh, oh. Sorry. Everybody's number two. Okay, I'll take those two, but they hurt the roof. Now, Captain Crunch will tear the roof of your mouth up. That's the, that's That's a sacrifice you're just that- going to have to make. Right, it's you know three for four. It's three for four from experience. That 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 roof of your mouth, yeah, you are gonna feel that, but it's worth yeah. it. No pain, no gain. No pain, no gain. Co- Coach Captain Crunch is not number one. I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'm I'm with hey me and Justin. We like right here because I'm like, bro, go ahead, go ahead and go to my number one. All right, hold on, let me go to number one, BD. Captain <laughs> Crunch. It's the only answer at number one. I'm really curious, J.E., to see what you have at number one because oh, Captain Crunch is the beginning and the end when it comes to breakfast cereals. Right. It's God level? You said the beginning and the end? <laughs> when it comes to breakfast cereals. <laughs> it comes to breakfast. Right? It's the God cereal. It is God the alpha like- and omega of breakfast cereals. There is Captain Crunch, J.E. Crunch ties me, Captain. Bruh, I salute the captain, bruh. I really don't know. I do. My what's number, one? number one. What's your number one? Big crunch. 
big and crunchy, bro. Nature's Valley, bro. It's not even a cereal. I'm making it into a cereal. Oh, this cereal right now, bro. Bro, they, they know the, the Nature's Valley oats and honey, bro. That thing flows into that bowl, big chunks of just crunchy goodness, bro. Then I pour my oat milk vanilla flavor into that bowl. Let it sit for about good 15, maybe 16, 18 seconds. Let the milk get all up in the big and crunchy pieces, bro. It ain't even a cereal. And this right here changed my life, bro. This is the cereal that I've been eating for the last pandemic. Josh. What's wrong, what's wrong with my cereal, bro? <laughs> that's not even, number one, that's not cereal. It can be. Number two, that over Captain Crunch? As, I, I can't do Captain Crunch right now, BD. It's too sweet. It's just, it's too, I need something healthy. I need this in my life, bro. Josh, Don't knock it till you try, you BD. This is what you eat when you're 56, okay? When you're worried about your colon, when you're, you know, like when you're worried about your fiber and you need the, you know, what? Are you, what? This is grandpa cereal, J.E. Hey, I'm Planet old oat, oat milk. I'm old. So this is my cereal now. So what cereal do you eat right now? As a man, what cereal did you have this morning? Reese's Puffs. Yes. Yes. As a grown man, I still eat Reese's Puffs. And if I had Captain Crunch, I would have had that. But they didn't have it at Sam's Club. And that's where we went this past weekend. But what I didn't have, J.E., is Nature Valley big on, and man. crunchy granola. Big and crunchy. Not the, not the little, not the bars, not the little crunched up granola. We're talking about big and crunchy. I'm telling you, buy you a bag of big and crunchy today. Get I you whatever, whatever, not I you, BD. Not. I'm talking to the people that, that love their coach. No, okay. You lost everybody on that. One. No, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna mute, I'm gonna mute you right now. First, first off, for those who are listening to me right now, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, go get you a bag of big and crunchy. Let the milk sit in there for about good 15 to 18 seconds. It's the best man-made. Um, homemade cereal of all time. I had some this morning. Wow. And I'm sure your fiber uh, intake is right where it needs to be. Hey, bro, I'm trying to get to 65. The way you eat your breakfast, bro, <laughs> your, your figure's going to be tingling. They may amputate a leg, bro. You keep playing with these sugary cereals, bro. Man, I look like cardboard and sesame seeds and I don't even. But have but have y'all tasted it? Though have you tasted and see that it's good? No. We're talking about the top five cereals of all time, Josh. This is number one right now, bro. It's number one right now to me. None of these other cereals I'm eating right now. Of all time, Josh. Of all time. Right now, yes. No, we not say we ain't say right now. We said of all time. Of all time. Josh, this is the wackest. Li- Your list is the wackest list <laughs> my I've list. ever seen in my life. Hey, ne- nobody hey, else would ever have the, your top five of top cereals. Who who wouldn't have my top five? I got the captain in there at number two. That looked like the pound cake Josh had on the picture last week. <laughs> hey, man, can I not live my truth? You know what I'm saying? 
like 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 this is like now it could now could, could this could have been just fabricated but i gave y'all my list number one big and crunchy that looks number- like the manna that fell from heaven. And that's why it's good. <laughs> from the Israelites in the, doing the wilderness. Hey, it was good. Number two, the captains. Three, honey bunches of oats, bro. Wow. Four, honey nut Cheerios. Wow. That's the most Horn basic, flip. plain, boring, nasty. There you go. Mess. See, see, fun. See, coach healthy. That's it. That's cool. I mean, if we want to talk about, you know, the, the, the healthy, uh, healthy top five, that's cool. I'm naming the top five cereals of all time, the most delicious top five cereals, and what you named. <laughs> I'm proud of it. Was the sixty and up top five? Thank you. Stand by your list. That, that's right. Y'all not gonna ch- y'all not gonna change my mind. <laughs> yeah. That's number one. Like, I'm telling you, my taste buds are elite. Until you try this, I'm telling you, whoever, one person's going to try this, and they're going to come back next week and be like, y'all, coach wasn't lying, yo. Coach wasn't lying. This ain't even a cereal, and God led me to it. I looked at it, and I was like, there's something special about that big and crunchy. I said, you know what, Father, what are you saying to me right now? I grabbed it and I brought it home. I, see, first off, I got it and I was like, well, maybe I'll put it in some yogurt. Maybe I, maybe, you know, my wife loves the granola. But when I sit, I looked at that thing long and hard and I said, you know what? That might be good in a bowl of cereal. I ripped it open, poured it in the bowl, bro. Put that milk in there. Holy Spirit said, let it rest. I let it rest. And when I bit into that cereal, bro, number one of all. I feed that to the dog when we go hiking. <laughs> you know what, Kimmy? We was cool until I thought, we, I thought we was. I thought it was me, you against BD. Kimmy flaming everybody. She's, <laughs> She's like, anybody. She, can anybody get can get it. anybody. <laughs> but none of you see the thing about this. Y'all are y'all are trying to persecute me. <laughs> y'all are trying to persecute me on something y'all never tried. Try it and see if I'm lying. Mm-mm-mm. BD's list, bro. Look at BD's list. Diabetes. 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 For sure. I don't eat it every day. But we're talking about the greatest cereals of all time. It's the greatest, bro. It is the greatest. Nature's Valley know what they're doing over there. I have no words. No, don't try it. Don't try it, Stephen Ramsey. Do not Bruh. try it. Try it, bro. No. Let me know. Thank you. I'll try it, coach. See? Ooh. There's a remnant. <laughs> there's a remnant. Oh, let me. Let me. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, oh, that, that, was, that wasn't for me. Oh, I thought that was, thought that was Team Josh. <sighs> All right. There we go. It's better than honey on cornflakes. I know it's that's not. Right. It is not. You get you some cornflakes and pour some honey on there, and you get that Nature Valley Big and Crunchy Fiber uh, Senior Citizen Edition. Ain't even that much fiber in there. Better. All right. That's all the time we got. Here, we're going on like two hours. All right. Um, So, yeah, that's all we've got for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you got something from it, and I hope you got a couple of laughs 
Um, maybe you got some new ideas for your cereal. Maybe you'll try honey on your cereal. Maybe you'll try Joss's Fiber One uh, brand flakes. Um, but whatever the case may be, I hope you got something from the podcast. Okay. If you are watching and you have not hit the subscribe button, hit that subscribe button. Y'all smash it. All right. Become a part of the good guys fam. All right. We're live every Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern time, 8 p.m. Central. Um, check out Josh's page. He's got some videos going on this week. Check out the Blue Piece crew. Subscribe to the Blue Piece crew if you want to see that content as well. Other than that, we are out. I am a, a happily married man, a humble father of four. He is Joshua Ezzy, Slim Rev, happily married as well. I, I'm already done with my monologue. Production again. <clears throat> Fail. But it will give me a bowl of cereal right now. I know. Crunch. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, I'm about to get me some Reese's Puzz as soon as we get off of this podcast. All right. But until next week, Lord God willing, as Danica uh, made sure right. I invite. That's right. Lord willing, right. we will That's be right. back next Tuesday. But until then, we're the Good Guys Podcast. Nature Valley is for violent bowel movements. And we are hey, coach is always regular. And we only good because he's good. See y'all next time. Peace.